This is Archive Atlanta, episode 88, Macedonia, Bagley Park. You're listening to Archive Atlanta, a history podcast where each week I'll be sharing a story about the people, places, and events that shape the history of the city of Atlanta. I'm your host, local tour guide, and total history nerd, Victoria Lemos. Hey guys, happy Friday. So this week we're doing another neighborhood episode, which I don't typically do back to back. But the story of Macedonia Park, later called Bagley Park, is vital to understanding how institutional and structural racism works and what the long-term effects are. In our current social climate, people have been way more open to learning these stories and then, in my hope, learning how to prevent this from happening over and over and over again. The Macedonia Park story is a perfect contrast on the heels of Inman Park because it highlights the dichotomy of life in Atlanta for those that were not white and were not rich and how one neighborhood still exists today in a beautifully restored state, and how the other has been wiped from existence, with its only remaining piece of history in a state of disrepair. In the post-Native removal period, the area that is today Buckhead was pioneer living. In 1838, Henry Irby purchased a land lot, he built his family home, and also a tavern that acted as a general store, pit stop, slash trading post, and just general meeting point of the community. This early settlement was called Irbyville, and later, based on local legend about a deer head in Irby's tavern, it was named Buckhead. In 1850, a decade and a half before the start of the Civil War, Buckhead was very rural. The population totaled 408 people, with the majority being farmers. And yes, many of these white farmers kept enslaved people as property. The earliest history of Macedonia Park community is rooted in the former slaves that lived in bondage in Buckhead who then created their own safe community space after emancipation. As the white population of unincorporated North Atlanta grew, more black men and women began to move to the area, close to their jobs as tenant farmers or domestic workers. I've talked about this in previous episodes, but the job opportunities for black people in post-Civil War Atlanta were slim. For women, it was basically one option, which was domestic worker, um, which meant maid, cook, or laundress. Historians have documented over a dozen Black communities like Macedonia Park that existed in Atlanta, and a handful were in Buckhead. Between 1940 and 1960, at least 15 of them were partially or completely eliminated. But we'll get to that shortly. Macedonia Park existed as early as 1870, although we don't know what the neighborhood was called then. Residents created the Mount Olive Methodist Episcopal Church and corresponding cemetery. In 1909, a white real estate developer, John Owens, purchased 60 acres from Joshua Crawford for $5,000. His brother, Frank Owens, had already developed Peachtree Heights, and it is more than likely that John understood the potential for development and profit in Buckhead real estate. He did take one small piece of this land and conveyed the deed to the Mount Olive congregation. In 1912, William and Ida Bagley were living in Cumming, Georgia, within Forsyth County, where they had both been born and raised. If you do not know about the history of the racial cleansing of Forsyth County, the first thing I want you to do is tune in to a podcast called Catlick. Um, In there, BT covers this story in detail. It is one that everybody in Atlanta should know. The short version, though, is that violent and deadly mobs of white men forced all, and I mean all, African-American residents out of Forsyth County in one night of 1912. The Bagley family were victims of this violence, so they threw some precious belongings into a wagon, headed for Atlanta, and stopped in Buckhead to set up a new life. 
1921, John Owens decides to develop his land into a subdivision for Black Atlantans and formally names it Macedonia Park. And this is where we get the first name of the neighborhood. He got O.F. Kaufman to create the plan. If his name sounds familiar, he created the plats for Avondale Estates, Brookwood Hills, Druid Hills, and Peachtree Heights. The lots were small and the homes were modest, but the neighborhood remained almost completely self-sufficient, with two grocery stores, one run by William Bagley and the other by Mamie Grant, two more churches, Macedonia Baptist and Lily Baptist, and even a blacksmith shop on Far Road, which was operated by William Bonner. What it did not have, even after development, was appropriate sewer and water facilities. I covered a lot of this in the water and waste episode, but early Atlanta did not start off with city water, and so neighborhoods of wealthy white residents were almost always located on or near natural spring sources. In terms of waste removal, those same neighborhoods were always on higher ground. And then when the city did install sewer lines through white developments, it normally terminated at the edge and into black communities, like literally dumping solid waste into a black neighborhood. And this ties into everything, health disparities, life expectancy, infant mortality. The death rate for black Atlantans in 1885 was two and a half times greater than whites. And in 1900, black deaths exceeded whites by almost 70%. One of the saddest statistics is that 45% of black babies did not see their first birthday because of deaths attributed to polluted water sources. In Macedonia Park, William Bagley operated a rib shack slash general store, and then the oral history that we have says it also turned into a juke joint at night. A security deed from 1928 shows that Bagley owned six lots in the subdivision, and he lived with Ida on the unpaved Bagley Avenue. So because of his stature in the community, he was educated, he was a business owner, he was a natural leader, they started calling it Bagley Park. He was really considered the unofficial mayor. And this is where the community's second name comes from. By 1936, there were 50 black families that called Bagley Park home. Uh, And in the episode I did about the Ku Klux Klan, I talked about their headquarters being in Buckhead, um, just along Peachtree Road, really close to this community. Their road factory was also in Buckhead. So it's unsurprising that we learn from oral histories that the KKK would march through Bagley Park almost every Saturday night. As Buckhead became more popular, having established a small group of stores and even a theater in the 30s, more subdivisions were created. Garden Hills was developed in three sections, Peachtree, Country Club, and Brentwood. In 1926, 200 acres were added to the neighborhood, and in the 1930s, the homes on Brentwood Drive were built. The new neighborhood begins to encircle Bagley Park from the south and the west sides, and the new white residents were less than thrilled with their proximity to what they determined was a quote-unquote Negro slum. In 1940, Fulton County authorized a survey of the water supply in Bagley Park, and then just two months later, they ordered a cleanup. The board resolved to require septic tanks and improved water facilities. Spoiler alert, none of those things happened. In May of 1942, a delegation of 30 white Buckhead residents appeared before the Fulton County commissioners to protest the health and crime issues that they saw in Bagley Park, which they called a, quote, shantytown settlement, end quote. They came prepared with a petition of 600 signatures, mainly Garden Hill neighbors, and legal representation through attorney O.O. Johnson. The group was led by private citizens like J.S. Robert and Noble Beale. And their claims were, and I quote, 
This Negro section is located on the headwaters of a stream that flows southwardly through Fulton County, and having no sewerage, it constitutes a health menace to the welfare to the entire county. Also, that its proximity to the North Fulton Grammar School makes it a menace to the welfare of the children attending that school. And furthermore, for the well-being of the Negroes themselves, they should be moved to some section where they could have proper sanitation, end quote. Residents also complained to the Fulton County Commission about the, quote, loud and boisterous noises made by the Negroes living in the Bagley Park section, end quote. Something they didn't mention, which was wonderfully pointed out by a map-loving expert friend of mine, is that Decatur Road provided access from far through Bagley Park and into Garden Hills. And if you know anything about Atlanta's history with roads and road names, you know this was not going to fly for white Buckhead residents. Across the city, streets were cut in half, closed, or renamed solely to prevent the connection of white and black residential districts. Their idea was to turn this neighborhood into a park, which the commissioners first criticized. And the reply from Garden Hills was that the majority of people in Fulton County want more parks. Like, you know, what could be so controversial about this? In 1944, Clarence Duncan introduced a motion to establish a Fulton County park. And the county's legal department was instructed to negotiate with property owners, and he warned that condemnation proceedings were likely going to have to happen. And this was so nonchalant. Like, there, it wasn't said in a secretive way or in a coded way. It was just like, hey, you know, we're going to have to use this to get this property. Over the next three years, the park plan solidified, and this timing is really important because it coincides with the end of World War II. Another topic I've covered ad nauseum is the housing shortage for returning soldiers. And the U.S. government had to decide if they were going to go with the public housing model as had had been provided during the Great Depression, or were they going to focus more on accessible mortgages? And if you know your GI Bill history, you know that they went with choice B. Returning GIs were offered extremely affordable mortgages. But the thing is, they were almost only for white GIs. So think about that. We have communities like Bagley Park that are being eradicated. The people there are being displaced. And where were they supposed to go in the midst of a housing shortage without access to a home mortgage? The 1945 census tells us in Atlanta that there were 40,426 units for Black people to live in. And of those, 23,124 or 57%, didn't have indoor bathing facilities. 16,000 of them lacked indoor toilets. In that same year, the Public Works Department gets the green light to clear out the area and transform it into over 50 acres of park space. In 1948, the North Fulton Civic Club had their first meeting, where they urged the removal of Bagley Park. Led by President Bonnie Smith, they call the neighborhood, quote, an eyesore to the north side, end quote, and they begin their own plans for improvement, which was a park with a playground for the children of North Fulton and, quote, Negro residents in a designated area of the north side, end quote. Just months later, there's only a fifth of Bagley Park left to be acquired. Garden Hill Civic Club and the Fulton County Commissioners say that they will, quote, exert every effort to find the 25000 needed to complete the acquisition, end quote. And they would eliminate this breeding place of crime and cesspool of filth. Ralph McGill wrote an article in the Constitution discussing the city's housing crisis and addressed outrage over white people selling their homes to black families. And he proposes that the Atlanta Housing Council have a plan and a committee should be formed that will help African-Americans understand 
where they are allowed to live. Yes, I said where they are allowed to live. And this, again, is not written in hushed tones. It's not in innuendos. This was a matter-of-fact solution. The idea was that Black people just weren't aware where they were allowed to go, and that's why they were mistakenly buying homes in white neighborhoods. These proposed areas for Black settlements were near the federal penitentiary, over on House Road, Nancy Creek, uh, and Rockdale Park. And McGill acknowledges that the Black housing crisis has been made so much worse by the destruction of a thousand Black homes for the interstate, um, the eviction of 400 people from Bagley Park, and the removal of Black people to build a warehouse for a railroad line. The following year, a park plan was agreed upon, and then two years after that, Mayor Hartsfield is pushing for the county to complete the land purchase. He's doing this for a reason. So in January of 1952, Buckhead was going to officially become part of the city of Atlanta, an annexation that Hartsfield used to keep the voting majority of the city white. By the way, I talked about this in the Buckhead episode. It worked. Um, It dropped the black population of Atlanta from 41% to 33%. But Hartsfield wanted this all to be cleaned up before the, um, the city took this land into their public park space. Once 1952 comes around, this is now City of Atlanta public property, and the master plan for Bagley Park was unveiled in November of 1953. And this is where I lost my mind a little bit. For me, I get to see these articles and spans of time laid out in front of me, so the story comes together before my eyes. I mean, sometimes if you just go by the headlines, it's in a matter of seconds. And the headline for this is half a million dollars available to park improvements. $500,000 that couldn't be found earlier to improve the water and sewer facilities of a Black tax-paying neighborhood. But only after condemnation and removal did the county or city have these funds. Bagley Avenue, which was always a simple dirt road, was finally paved as part of the park. 400 families, 71% of which were renters, were removed from their homes and a community that had existed for almost a century was gone. Most were not given the full compensatory relocation payments that would later become federal legislation. Um, Even the families that did receive money for their homes, where could you go in a city dealing with a housing crisis? And again, only a handful of allowed Black settlements. By 1955, there were no residents of color that called the area home. In that same year, the city used what was called the Back Alley Dwelling Law to eliminate clusters of Black residential communities within white neighborhoods. And this can honestly be its own episode, but it was all tied to the Brown v. Board of Education ruling and integrating schools. And a small token to honor the neighborhood, the new park would be named Bagley Park, in honor of William Bagley. The plans included a swimming pool, baseball diamonds, grills, and running water. Today, there are these stone picnic pavilions that are left over. Those were designed to be reservable, so you would just drive your car up with your family, um, park right in front, and they each had a sink and a propane tank. The park would have walking paths and parking spaces for 206 cars. The historic Mount Olive Methodist Episcopal Church was purchased and demolished to build a community center. Buckhead baseball is iconic to Atlanta, And it got its start here in the park in 1952, with four teams playing and growing into a full-blown league that still exists today. In the 1980s, the name of the park was changed to honor a popular baseball umpire, a white man named Frankie Allen. 
By the 2000s, the only remaining piece of Macedonia Park history was the Mount Olive Methodist Episcopal Church Cemetery, tucked between the trees along Far Road and the parking lot. Just to get in my soapbox for a moment, this is why I love cemeteries so much, why I think they are so important. So most of the time, they are the only thing we have left of a town or a community or a people. And although black burial grounds are desecrated at astonishing rates, we have to work to preserve what we still have. In 2009, this cemetery was sold on the courthouse steps by Fulton County because of back taxes. The thing is, though, cemeteries cannot be taxed by law. So although this scenario was legally impossible, the county basically says, oops, our bad, but the sale is final. Then the developer who purchased the land files for a permit to remove the graves. Buckhead Heritage has an attorney um, who files a pro bono lawsuit on behalf of Elon Osby, who was Bagley's granddaughter. And thankfully, the permit is denied. Today, the cemetery is informally adopted and taken care of by Buckhead Heritage, um, but the land is still privately owned. And over the years, vandals have destroyed some of the remaining few headstones. The whole thing is really in rough shape. One of the most prominent headstones is that of Savannah Holmes. She was a Morris Brown graduate and later took classes at Spelman and Clark College. In 1919, she became an instructor of domestic science and dressmaking at the Holmes Institute, located in downtown Atlanta. In 1920, she married Reverend Holmes, the president and curator of the School for Children Without Homes. In 1927, after a three-day illness, Savannah died on the school grounds and was buried here in Mount Olive Cemetery. If you visit Bagley Park, you can pay her a visit, along with the others buried here in the heart of Buckhead. You can park your car and walk down the former Bagley Avenue and easily imagine the homes that backed up to the creek. You can imagine the vibrant community that could still exist here if it wasn't for the racism and white supremacy that we've baked into our society and our local government. So there you have it, the story of Macedonia Park, later Bagley Park, and today Frankie Allen Park. Thank you guys for listening. Remember to leave a rating or review if you can. And I just want to say that you are always welcome to send me an email directly. Um, I love connecting with listeners and always possible. So my email is in the show notes for a reason. Um, Feel free to send me a message. If you'd like to support the podcast and in turn get some extra bonus content, head on over to my Patreon page, which is also linked in the show notes. I hope everyone has a great weekend and I'll talk to you next week.